keep it going happy juneteenth Ooh, there we go i've been known about this but i guess happy juneteenth for y'all since y'all barely knew about this you know what i mean but that ain't about that it's more so about you rocking with the speech guy tony asar a-s-a-r coming from the land of sugar free so you know it's nothing sweet but everything's nice we got a brand new episode of the comedy plug coming for you and you know it wouldn't be the comedy plug if i didn't bring a homie with me more of that and so on i got dl hughley as our comedy for the hour but for now we're gonna go ahead and get into them slappers that bass because you know what it is baby you rocking with the comedy plug and i am the speech guy tony asar a-s-a-r drake talk to him Ooh. Yeah, life, life is the only thing we need, they need me to go but I don't wanna leave, rest in peace little kid. Fuck a pigeonhole, I'm a night out, it's a different mode, I'ma have to make a pain of six on a pinky toe, heard you with a shooting guard, just let a nigga know, I would have your court side, not the middle row, all good love in a minute though, I can't stress about no bitch cause I'm a timid soul. Plus I'm cooking up ambition on the kitchen stove Pot start to bubble, see the suds, that shit good to go Whole sound suave, but I can't get me cold Bro, think he John Wayne, I bought them yellow stones Love the way they hang, babe For the silicone, everybody fake now You could crack the code, bust down everything Setting rose gold, dread talking to you niggas Like I'm J. Cole, I could tell her head good before I even know, bitch, don't tell me that you model if you ain't been involved. Gotta throw a party for my day ones. They ain't in the studio, but they'll lay some. Rest in peace to Drama King. We was straight stunned. Y'all don't like the way I talk. Nigga, say something. Gotta throw a party for my day ones. Pull up and you know it's us, the bass jumping. Y'all don't like the way I talk and say something. my face, nigga. Gotta throw a party for my day ones They ain't in the studio, but they'll lay some Rest in peace, the drama king We was straight stunned If I let my nigga 21 tell it, you a pussy Ooh, and you know what it is if you want to hear the rest of them songs if you're the rest of the music you gotta hit that link in the bio baby it takes you to the playlist that was drake and 21 savage with jimmy cooks off that honestly never mind but we're gonna keep it pushing keep it rocking next up i got big crit with fly the coop baby ooh, ooh, ooh. and you rocking with the speech god Shit, they selling you, they selling you. That's some bullshit, I'm telling you. I'ma fly the coop. I the roof, diamonds in the tube. I was grilling like I do, ain't 
some air through my head and I pop the thing. You was thinking about a swim, bitch, I'm talking beans. Homeless, higher than angels when they poke up. You stuck on your stoop, I flew to Cuba before I grow up. I took off and shook off them hating fuckers before you showed up. I ripped up and clicked up my niggas more tired, that's why we hold up. Came down a roller, leaning and slowed up. I'm really rushed, so no, so what you waiting on this go for? This pimping like some water, you can soak up. A build a boat on the low for a hole and should it float up. And me is transporter. Everybody with the roof, I'm a It's getting bassy up in here And we gonna keep it going, keep it rocking You know, I couldn't be the comedy plug If I didn't play a local homegrown hero Up next, of course It's the favorite Velda Wonder With the outside And you know where you heard it at, baby Ooh, The comedy plug Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm outside, baby. Underneath the money tree, got fine. Shady, what's the point of signing if I never got a sign? Baby, looking for a body, but instead I caught a vibe, baby. I'm all the time, lady. I'm outside, baby. Pulled up to the function with my side, lady. Thing about these bitches is they always need a ride, baby. Wanna run the marathon instead, I run the crime. I'm outside. I'll pack the whip with action Skid a little bit until I drift attraction Taking titles, no explanation I am with the caption No fast fashion needed, I ain't missing bags Over scripted mentions or splitting fractions I'm in this splitting heads before I split transactions These other rappers ain't fucking with me It ain't fucking with me, nah 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 Cause motherfuckers and bitches know I ain't fucking for free I got my own style going on, miles going long I got the whole crowd going ball Your girl watch me perform, she ain't never smile so strong I'm classic, intellectual, a ratchet, and a sexual being My passion don't match it, my mental is freeing Duh, you think I was actually meant for this thing? The way that I accidentally crept on the scene I'm a flexing machine, yeah No way, yeah What you really wanna go for, ten toes down Bitches wanna see me low down But I'm so loud and I'm so brown What? Baby Bella wrote a beat along Taking all the metal we agreed upon Everybody know they hit me when they need us all Like, Pulling up and killing her fast grip. He don't want a wife, he want a widow, and that's it. Yeah, I leave him in the middle of a casket. Doing a minimum and deliver a classic. Uh, what a beat cold. They drop like feet throws. Everybody on their feet though. I'm not like sequels. Pop like Debo. Drop my people. I'm outside, baby. Underneath the money tree, got fine. Shady, what's the point of signing if I never got a sign? Baby, looking for a body, but instead I caught a vibe, baby. I'm all the time, lady. I'm outside, baby. Pulled up to the function with my side, lady. Thing about these bitches is they always need a ride, baby. Wanna run the marathon instead, I run the crime. I'm outside. Oh, oh, come on now. Who's better than I? No one. That's why you rocking with the guy, Tony. Oh, oh, 
and we got to keep it rocking once again all the songs you heard you can hear them in full get the tracks get the title get the album all from the playlist that link is in the bio but that's not about that man that's not about that this is about oh comedy and you know i had to bring a homie with me and this is a cat this is a cat that I caught in the scene a couple years ago, pre-pandemic. Uh, always has a, a lot of, a nice energy, knows how to come with it, bring with it. But without further ado, I allow him to introduce himself. Go ahead and tell the people what your name is. Oh, man, you can call me the resident supervillain, the urban gladiator. I am Mr. J. Washington himself, man. I say resident supervillain. I'm a nerd that everybody knows. You've seen uh, Screen Junkies Collider, New Rockstars, Nerdists all over that hashtag show. And then some, and then the Urban Gladiator, pro wrestler for the past 22, 23 years, man. And, you know, doing all that on top of everything else. I'm I'm a I'm a dude that does a whole lot, but just don't get paid a lot from all of it. You know what I mean? You are a cat that does do a lot. Uh, you transitioned into stand-up comedy. Uh, what made you transition to stand-up comedy? Because you have a different type of background. You're actually... A wrestler? Yeah, I've been a pro. I was a pro wrestler. Started in 2000 back in Chicago, where I'm from, and the transition happened when I had a neck injury, and I used to work for a chiropractic company, and we got the free care and everything, and I got the X-rays, and I remember the uh, the chiropractor was a sister, and she hit me with the come here for a second, you know, Ooh, somebody hit you with the fingers. They you, to keep you, it. it's, it's about to tell you something real. And so she showed me the x-ray of my neck and she was like, you see your neck? I was like, yeah, it's straight, it's good. She was like, it's not supposed to do that. Your neck is supposed to be like a backward C. She was like, whatever you're doing, you're gonna have to stop or your vertebrae mess around and fuse and then you have to oh, have surgery. like Kurt Angle? Yeah, exactly like Kurt. And so luckily it hadn't gotten that bad, but it was on it was on track to having that happen. So I got some physical therapy lessons to you know get the curve back in my neck. But also when Facebook got open to the public, where you didn't need to have a collegiate ID, I would just type funny stuff on there. Because mm, I wasn't thinking yeah. about nothing, just type of stuff. Yeah, and I remember a woman who used to have a production company back in Chicago. She was like, yo, you ever thought about doing stand-up? I was like, not really. I wouldn't know how to get into it. Like, I, yeah. I, I'd go see shows and things like that and never knew how to do it. And so she, her and I had a meeting, and she was like, yo, you're going to go do this spot. It's like an open mic showcase. It's like, all right, bet. She was like, yeah, you just got to have five minutes. I was like, I got to write five minutes worth of jokes? Easy. Did it. First time I destroyed, which was probably the worst thing that could have happened to me. Oh, uh, where was it at? It was at uh, it was at the Checkerboard Lounge, a historic check. I think they tore it down now. It's called Too Much Talent Tuesdays. The homie Michi Hall used to host it. My first set was great, and I remember B Cole was there, Laurel was there, Sean Morgan, a bunch of other Chicago legends. The reason I said that was the worst thing that could have happened because I got cocky real quick. The next week I went back, I wrote a whole nother five, and I bombed horribly. Like horribly as in how like no laughs or Bro, was there booze? Let me tell you something. Chicago is so bad. Like if you bomb, this is how you know you bombing. When people won't even give you any energy to boo, they won't talk. They just stare at you. Oh yeah. Bro, they just look. Yeah, they're in the headlight. Like you gonna still stay up here? You gonna, you gonna keep talking? And bro, I had that happen for months because I was trying to. I, st I still hadn't found my voice at the time. Yeah, you know, so I didn't figure out who I was fully on stage. I got cocky that first time. I was like, "Yo, I know how to do this," because I was cracking jokes in wrestling promos. Yeah, I was just naturally cracking jokes as I naturally do. That part, the, a lot of wrestlers do have a, a type of comedic delivery, with right? Some of that stuff. So I was, I felt I was good with that. So, like I said, all of that transition, the injury and things made the transition in the to stand up. And so the thing that's made the longevity in stand up 
is the businesses wrestling and stand up parallel each other so much how so the the politics the shows the trying to be the headliner to be the star to get more time on the show to if you're the first cop if you bite taking a bullet a curtain jerking as it's called in wrestling everything's the same <laughs> janky promoters curtain or uh, what uh, curtain jerking. It's curtain called, jerking. It's called curtain jerking. <laughs> go, when, you go, when you go first. When you go first. It's called curtain jerking in wrestling. And of course, it's called taking a bullet with stand up. Yeah. Well, and so, you know. I like curtain jerking. You know what I'm saying? And so, all these bit, but like even the janky promoters, different club managers, and all that stuff, everything parallels itself. So, that's why I tell everybody I've been able to navigate this business easier without getting extremely frustrated because I've dealt with it before. Yeah. I dealt with it on another level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, artists, a lot of artists out here, like a lot of comics, well, yeah, artists in general, because I know a lot of musicians mm -hmm. and stuff, they do tend to get frustrated, but I feel like, like like you said, it's the business, or just having an overall game plan for yourself and knowing your lane and mm -hmm. knowing your surroundings of it all, but before we continue more, so what was that brief time period like when you're, you're no longer able to do wrestling into before you found comedy, like? I imagine that there had was, to have been here's the thing. There wasn't a there wasn't a, uh, a gap. Like, oh, okay. I just so me, I'm stubborn. I'm I'm legit stubborn. I'm just gonna say it out the gate. I'm literally right now with a partially torn tricep tendon, but I'm not supposed to be working out. But I'll be in the gym probably later. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just know how to do around it. And so I just started. You know, I would have wrestling matches that I wasn't doing much in the ring. I would be in tag team matches, so I didn't have to do much. I didn't have to take many bumps and things like that. I didn't have to be a part of much. So then. Stand up. I kept. I was doing more stand up at night, though. I was doing way more yeah. stand, more open mics and everything. And then I got a chance to host an open mic back at Riddle's Comedy Club, which allowed me to develop material heavily. Mm -hmm. And I kept doing that, kept doing that, kept doing that until I got my first hosting weekend. Then I got my first feature weekend. Shouts out to Kevin Williams who took me on the road with him. Oh, first, nice! First time I ever did twenty five. I was like, yo, this is everything I've ever written at the time. Yeah, but it was still like now I'm starting to get these opportunities with stand up. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm gonna take this more seriously. You know, little bitty twenty dollars here, thirty dollars here. You know, something like that. Okay, I'm making a little bit of money out of this. This wasn't the main thing to you know as the as the main thing making the income, but it started allowing me to pull back from wrestling. Mm. It allowed me to pull back from it. Then stand up allowed me to get my first agent. Which I was like, yo, I got eight. Whatever, I gotta get headshots. I'll never forget. I had my ex. She took pictures of me in the park, bro. Yeah, most of my, <laughs> most of yeah, most. I never. Hey, people would get out here get extorted, uh, extorted for a headshot. Bro, I never paid those super duper. Dude, fees. I see people out here paying a thousand dollars. I see. Whoa, shit, I, whoa. Sorry, Carmelita. Uh, but I've never seen a thousand. But yeah, I've seen upwards of like three, five, six hundred dollars. I was like, for I've seen a thousand three photos for three, and that's the thing for three photos, three photos. Like I understand the time it takes to edit and stuff like that. Yes, I understand that. Is the but skill. but the fact that now you have so many people who have picked up a camera. Mm -hmm. and done it and i'm not saying it you know yeah people are gonna be like well what about the talented photographers they're always going to be those but now the options are plentiful and you might have someone who's a savant with the camera that all of a sudden the first time out they got you looking phenomenal yeah yeah you know i mean yeah. and so having all that like i said having the agent happen and then the headshots and then i finally then i booked my first commercial and that changed the game for me because i booked a commercial that shot in new york and I booked it in Chicago. 
they flew me out bro they sent a car to my crib to pick me up to take me to the airport on mm. a friday flew me to new york for a fitting for fitting nice made sure i got fed put me back in the car back on a plane back to chicago stay it was a home weekend monday morning another car comes to pick me up take me back to the airport i'm at the uh i'm at my hotel at the ace hotel in manhattan for the day i get my per diem i never had a per diem in my life i get that the next day we shoot the commercial all of a sudden they sh you know they bring me back i was like what this is real life yeah okay this is possible now because i was doing auditions and stuff and i would get a few callbacks every now and then yeah. but when i booked something like that that changed the game for me because it was like okay i'm a paid professional actor now and then when i saw how much i brought in off that commercial i was like okay i can keep doing this and so i did a couple other commercials a couple small projects and that's what led me to end up booking chirac and then booking imperfections two movies i did i booked them both at the same time Wow. So like when I got done filming Chirac, I, I had one day, I was on set of Chirac one day, the next day I had to jump on set of Imperfections. Luckily, both of them were shooting in Chicago. So I was shooting two movies in Chicago at the same time. What is it like to work alongside Spike Lee for Chirac though? Dude, that is to this day, out of all the things I've done in my career and I've been blessed, you know, I'm immensely blessed in my career. That was one of the greatest things for me because I've been a fan of Spike Lee since I was a kid. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I've been a fan since watching. I remember watching Do the Right Thing. I remember watching School Days all of them when I was a shorty. Saw Malcolm X in theaters. Malcolm X, I saw it in theaters, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I see all this and I grow up and watching all this. And so now I'm, this man is directing me. Yeah. Because first of all, he was at the auditions, which was surreal. So he's really hands on. He's hands on. He process. was at the auditions. I was like, didn't nobody expect him to be at the auditions. You do auditions, you just got your casting director, whatever, and maybe a producer. You don't expect to see Spike Lee himself there. So then that happens. And then I find out, you know, shout out. I was always say shout out to Oscar award winning uh, costume designer, Ruthie Carter. You know, Ruth was putting my wardrobe together. And I remember she was like, yo, he going to look good with Wes with this. Mm. And I was like, Wes, who? Because I knew I saw the wall of the pictures of all the talent involved in the movie. Yeah. And I saw Wesley Snipes on the wall. Yeah. So I was just like, Wes, who? <laughs> she was like, you don't know what you're doing, do you? I said, I got no clue. I said, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. She was like, you Wesley Snipes right-hand man. I was like, all right, bet. Cool. In the back of my head, bro, I was losing it. I was like, what? Yeah. I'm about to be with Blade? I'm about to be with Nino Brown. Like again, I'm a fan, been a fan of Wesley since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, Wildcats. You know what I'm saying? Major League, let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All these different things. I'm a fan of this man. And so now I'm working with him. And that's just, you know, the the level of talent that was in Chirac. I tell everybody, people can say what they want about the film. Well, uh, go go ahead, finish that. Go <laughs> they can say what that. they want about the film, but if it's not for that film, I'm not a lot of the doors that have opened to me don't happen. A lot of the connections I have that I've garnered and I've developed don't happen. Yeah. Because I've worked with so much A-list talent in that movie. Yeah, that was a lit movie, man. Like that's why I didn't understand what people had a problem with. They I I, I remember one issue saying that he was trying to capitalize off the murders and I was like, Spike? <sighs> Spike. People, people just wanted to say that and I was I, I still to this day I'm like Wait, you saying Spike Lee trying to capitalize on the murders, but we all good oh, with all oh, the drill rappers? Like, yeah, that, and that also dives into another point. Uh, that's been my problem with this woke movement. 
bro. It's like uh, it's starting to cannibalize itself, much like the L.A. comedy scene. Let me tell you something about the woke. First of all, the term woke has been gentrified. Let's just keep it a buck. It got straight because for those who don't know, the term woke was about black black people who had a higher level of consciousness back in the eight seventies and eighties. Oh yeah, you you understand? You get it? I get it. But all of a sudden, again, the Mayo Sapiens decided to take the word. And gentrified and applied to themselves now. Now the term woke has become a bad thing. It's it's only bad because of how it's being practiced and yes. how it's being used. Yes, uh, people took a lot of a lot of social justiceism. That's what I've been calling it. it mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to get repentance for what? Uh, but <laughs> that's that's why woke sounds bad because everything's woke. I don't know. Like recently with Lizzo. Uh, they was tripping on her because she sp- said spaz. I say spazzed out. First of all, spaz- people with spastic colons could have could could have. And there was some TikTokers and, and people like, well, I'm glad she took re-, like people like I'm glad she took responsibility and ownership. Like, yo, y'all got to stop doing that because you're look. There are things in this world worth being offended over. Again, the that term part. spaz has never been. No one has ever in ever life connected it to some rare disease that this one to white woman has. Right? Like, come on. No man. one has ever done that. And now, and this is what's happening now. I always say this: social media was the greatest and worst thing ever developed, bro. Because what it did was it gave everybody a voice in a positive light. But unfortunately, what it did was gave everybody like a voice. voice in any light. In any light. Yeah, that part. So. Going back to draw this all in, yeah. So being a comic, having all these opportunities, seeing how uh, comics freedom of speech, and not even comics now, because Lizzo's not even a comic and she can't even say a word. Being in this uh, today's era, how do you feel about going out doing comedy? Do you feel like you can still test the waters, or is there a certain rubric we got to start playing by? Nope. For me, I'm I'm the same dude I've been before beforehand that part i'm gonna be the same dude like if i i was blessed like i said when i was in chicago i was touring the midwest and i was doing these towns that were super conservative already before we were worrying about it i was the only black thing they'd seen next to the night sky you know what i mean i was already doing this so i never cared yo you i got the same material i tell everywhere else you either gonna rock with me or you don't that part but my thing and i said this this is like one of the things that caused the end to my show blurs in the hood because i was like I'm not going to coddle or kowtow myself for one person's feelings in the comments. Yeah. I'm never going to do that. My thing is, if I'm not deliberately trying to offend you, yeah. if I'm not deliberately trying to make you, I'm, I'm not pointing directly at you and everything I'm saying is directed at you, then it's not for you to get offended. But just because you're at a comedy show now, you're like, oh my God, I don't believe you say that. It's going to yeah. happen no matter what with any comedian. Every I tell somebody, I told somebody this other day, there is not a comedian on this planet that everybody loves. You can't name yeah. one. Yeah. You can't. Because there are some there are people who love Jerry Seinfeld who hate Jerry Seinfeld. There are people who love yeah. Amy Schumer who hate Amy Schumer. Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Oh, the list we know goes, they hate Dave Chappelle. But I'm just saying, <laughs> the list goes on and on. You will never have one comic because everybody else says, Well, I don't like what they talk about here. I don't like what they talk about there. Now, according to with, with, with Dave and his jokes right now, that's a whole different story. We can get to that later if that's a conversation. I digress. But I'm not gonna go on stage and be like, man. If I say this joke about my about me having a situation with my edibles and my anxiety, am I gonna make somebody in the crowd nervous? I don't care. No, because it's not about you. It's not about you. I think people gotta learn this. You know, people try to say, "Oh, don't punch down." Punch down is not a real thing. 
it is a term that has been made up to try to oh, justify. No. If you ever had a warehouse job, they punch down. <laughs> that's the thing. Real people have never been in real. That's the thing too. People have not been. I used to work at UPS for years. Oh yeah, you heard them. I worked at the air, I worked at uh, O'Hare Airport. I've worked regular jobs with regular everyday people. They punch down. They punch down on a regular. If you want to say that, you gotta go in with a special type of shield. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm not even talking Captain Captain America vibranium. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking stronger level. But the thing is people now have to stop being like I'm offended so you got to change who you are to make me okay and because again social media makes people think it's a loud booming voice mm -hmm. no it's just an, an annoyance yeah you do something your phone is blowing up with, with 100,000 mentions but here's the thing I call it fake outrage because guess what in 72 hours no one cares anymore unless something repeats on oh, that. less than that less than that yeah in many cases less than that unless something repeats and it builds on that ain't nobody gonna care about what happened with lizzo and her saying the word spaz next week no i saw a video of a guy getting hit by a car and i totally forgot about it until right now that's how <laughs> you know what i'm saying so people people want to try to pick and choose what to be offended about and act as if it's a whole big thing that it's this big like look there are things in the world there are issues in the world worth directly being offended by there are things that affect the black community the lgbtq community the asian that's community. just another way to say black community to me <laughs> i mean so the you know again in the past five to ten years we've seen the civil rights movement of the lgbt community come forth right yeah we've had they've had they're having their civil rights movement but there are plights in those communities our community other communities but when people take and choose small little words when no one is trying to directly offend like there are some people that are just straight a-hole we know it they, You know they trying to just make I don't care how you feel I'm going to say this Because it's going to make you mad Those are people you LA demonize comics. Right Those are people you demonize Because they're trying to do it for shock And the shock and awe To be edgy and whatnot Not even trying to be funny Yeah You got so many comics now bro That'll go on Facebook I'm going to see if I can say something To get cancelled You do realize in order to be cancelled yeah. You have to be somebody That people care about That part and it's got to be so strong it was really effective but more on that when we come back we're going to go ahead and kick into the comedy portion happy june team to the people you know i had to bring the best of them dl hugley ooh, ooh. Rawway, New Jersey, man. First time I ever heard of Rawway was scared straight. Remember that shit? Oh. <laughs> Going to prison, I can't do it. I can't do nothing. I can't think of nothing that's fun to do with another naked dude. I can't think of no. Uh, fuck that. Even if we're in the shower together, we're going to fight. I'm like, motherfucker, put a towel on. Uh, a poncho or something. These young cats ain't even scared to go to jail no more. They say dumb shit like snitches get stitches. <laughs> yes, that's true, but they also get immunity from prosecution too. <laughs> snitches go home for Christmas. That's the fuck snitches do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my money on me. I, do. I bet on myself. 
I can't expect them to check up on me, gotta check on myself I got my money on me, watch me win in the end And after that, I'ma keep going and winning again and again This is substantial, skeptics and shambles Y'all got it wrong, y'all opinions are dead Get the t-shirt and candles out Oh, that's your girl, why she fanning out? Walking, I bring all the cameras out This isn't luck, no, I planned this out Yeah, yeah. I got my money on me I, do. I bet on myself I can't expect them to check up on me Gotta check on myself I got my money on me Watch me win in the end And after that, I'ma keep going and winning Again and again I don't care about chance. I'd rather be in the race than the stands. Don't give a fuck who you're placing your best on. If this ain't a hit, then I bet it's the next song. Cause this is arena talk, this is arena sound. Making the racket like bringing Serena around. Head up this world, yeah, I told her she Venus bound. This is my season now, yeah. I got my money on me. I bet on myself. I can't expect them to check up on me. Gotta check on myself. I got my money on me. Watch me win in the end. And after that, I'ma keep going and winning again and again. Last one was Russ with money on me. This is the baby Pooh Gonna get mad and go cheat on a nigga. Bitch, get mad and go cheat on your nigga. Let's go. Pull up right now, just me and my pistol. I jumped out selling weed, I was little. Make me mad and I'm hell on a nigga. Still remember the smell when I hit him. This shit got me numb, I don't care how I feel. Both of my nigga dead and I miss him. Stop it, it's time to pop it. Rich ass nigga with a rocket. Bitch, I know you like chopping, I'm chopping. I keep on making hits, they can't stop it. I'm all in the crib with your bitch in my box. Take the charts and the list and I top it. All the way retarded, send a nigga to the doctor. Yeah, I'm fully automatic with the chopper. I need some gun smoke. I say the money ain't saving no freak. I'm a pimp if you don't know. He just caught a new hat. He want one more. He want more. Elephant in the room, bitch. I'm Dumbo. Yeah. If you love me, bitch, tattoo the logo. She wanna fuck big CEO for some promo. CEO. Brand new big man by truck going dodo. Drive this bitch like it's a stolo. Yeah. Bitch, there go baby, them stunting. Hopping out smelling good, pocket full of money. They hop off your dick when they got what they wanted. Tell me whatever, don't tell me you love me. I've been through some shit, baby. Action. Can we get straight to the action? Let's get nasty. Fuck all that, keeping it classy. She like a nigga to thug. I'll smack on the ass cheeks. These niggas biting my style, I got rabies. Bitch, wear your seatbelt, I drive a whole crazy. She ride my dick like a Mercedes. Don't even come out the house if it's free, gotta pay me. And she gon' get mad and go cheat on her nigga. Bitch, get mad and go cheat on your nigga. Big 13 on the push shit in the spill. With a little wide body, hop out with a mill. So I'm straight from the south, now you worry, said it fit. With a bag on the head, no a kill, spill. I know you 
was slow, watch him tweet when I hit him. My all on the line, still slapping with the killer. Get some get back, celebrate, throw a dinner. Pass in the wood, I put dead folks in. Just talk around me, get a background check. Research came back, he is not a real hitter. I pick up my Mac before I type back on Twitter. Be high off a blood, get the drop from his sister. Had big dreams on getting rich. Just like El Chapo, it says I was little. Might have fat, get on wet like I'm pop. If it need blue tip, not some meat out of taco. My life on the wide fed, want me like Marlo. Choppers around me, they follow where I go. Make the 30 ball with my gun plug, it's crazy. 600 some shots trailing me in the Oh, and do me a favor if you're on your phones right now, go ahead and hit that at fm.comedy plug and give us a follow if you like any of the things you're hearing. You can catch all past episodes over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just top in the comedy plug, just top in, top in, type. Oh, you call yourself a speech god, yes, I do, and you know you're rocking with baby. We're gonna keep it rocking, keep it pushing with young ma. <laughs> I'm a yak sippin' big cash, spinning ass, nigga, fuck the chat, Don't care who they is, don't do no ass kissing. Back in money stacking up, call it back flippin', splat trippin', AP reflectin', look like glass in it. Ooh, I, ooh, I just see some bad bitches, light skin, dark skin, I love me some black women. He said he got a gun, let's see how he act with it. My guys got guns too, so don't you lack with it. Tommy, I'm laughing to the bank, ha ha ha, funny. Every gun I got, got a stick and a drummy. No, this ain't no polo, this a Fendi rugby. Substitute my last bitch, now she tryna sub me. Are you mad? You was tryna get me back, on my back. I don't double back, I don't tip attack. If it's that, it's that. Sit my cup, relax. Big swerving, seven niggas beside me in that big suburban. Big purging, no, this ain't no drill, this is a different version. Bitch, your body, now she thinking person. No he made my bitch look so good, had to tip the surgery. With a thing you know, like, thank you for your service. Now, when I fuck up front or back, I'm like, it's worth it. I piss him off on accident, but shit on them on purpose. Invest in her business, don't buy her a burger. Tommy, I'm laughing to the bank. Ha ha ha, funny. Every gun I got, got a stick and a drummy. No, this ain't no polo, this a Fendi rugby. Substitute my last bitch, now she tryna sub me Are you mad? You was tryna get me back, on my back I don't double back, I don't tip attack If it's that, it's that, sit my cup, relax Oh, come on now, baby. Come on now. You know you rocking with me. Your boy told me. And you rocking over here with the speech guy over at the comedy plug. But enough about that. We got to kick it back to the homie with me. And my G. So melodic. Melo- so melodic. The harmony. Isn't it melodic? Melodic, melodic. You know what I mean. No, I had to second guess. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I know what you meant. No, I feel it. No, so being a wrestler, man, and I don't know if you heard, but the main man himself of the grandest wrestling federation. Well, we supposed to say entertainment now, but grandest wrestling federation is in trouble. Vince McMahon. When isn't he in trouble though? Hey, honestly, <laughs> you know what's funny is. You ever remember hearing about things pre-internet before having yep. to Google it? Yep. 
that's why i believe these allegations are are true uh not just the allegations they already got them so for those who don't know uh go ahead and kick it a bit vince mcmahon had and pretty much the brilliant mind behind wwe i will say brilliant because the man almost created a football league bro mm -hmm. <laughs> i ain't seen no one else get anywhere close to creating i mean he did create it and now the rock owns it yeah that part uh reparations but apparently hilarious <laughs> apparently uh uh vince mcmahon had to pay three million dollars or pay three million dollars to a former uh worker of his, of his who signed an nda which i'm still questioning how was she able to get this information out if she signed an nda but apparently uh for a sexual relationship the two had as well as some unwanted touches and advances and then once that news came out uh investigation was launched on them back in april and they found out that he has a 30-year history of raping women throughout the wwf wwe league as well as intimidation practices on male wrestlers and things like that now i don't know how close you were to the situation you know because what you was in ecw nah i wasn't in none of the uh i was on, i was an indie wrestler but I'm, but I'm still an indie wrestler i still wrestle to this day I'm, I'm gonna finally hang up the boots next year but i got a lot of friends that are currently in the wwe and friends that have been in the wwe so i <laughs> let me tell you something vince mcmahon having affairs with people is is an open secret i um yeah he used to uh i remember kissing on he had a lot of girlfriends Vince's in like, WWF storyline in story quote, right, quote because he was able to parlay those you know those little backstage tryst into storylines right so it didn't look because what it did was it didn't look weird in the public eye anymore it's just like oh that's Vince's character kissing on such and such wrestling yeah. you know the thing is Vince has always done that because in the public eye because the because the WWE is a publicly traded company yeah. with stockholders the mcmahon family is the brand behind it that keeps the nucleus together yeah talent comes and goes they're like right? the waltons right talent comes and goes but when you say you have the family that's one thing that keeps everything together right so the perception of the mcmahon family vince linda shane stephanie now you add triple h yeah that's a that's a that's a good look so any type of separation out of that any type of infidelity looks bad to the stockholders right and the board well Vince and Linda have been separated. They live together, but they don't live together. Yeah. They've been separated for God knows how long. When it was WWF. Yeah. So like it's been no it's open seat now. Vince using his power to manipulate female talent has always been a thing, unfortunately. Because of the company, so many people want to work there. And yeah. it, it's it's a Harvey Weinstein situation in wrestling. Yes. It's literally what it is. And when it comes to male manipulation, look, we can go further than Vince McMahon. Uh, the late Pat Patterson was known to have, you, you know, sexually harassed a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. There was an incident where one of them killed themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so all of these things have been coming out is like, you know, some a lot of old talent has said this is karma for Vince's decades of getting away with stuff. But the thing is, what's the worst that can see? Vince has Vince is smart. Vince's chair, he stepped down as chairman, right? As He let his daughter take over as interim CEO. Stephanie has it. Vince has controlling stake in yeah. the stock no matter what. And vote, yeah. Right, and that. powerful, and power, all power vote. This is real life secession, people. Yeah, it's literally what it is. 
It's literally what it is. And Vince is smart enough to know that if, if it ever goes down, the board can't kick me out because I'm the dude that makes the decision at the end of the day. That part. So yeah, the investigation can happen and the WWE is gonna put out this public statement. We're gonna cooperate completely, blah, blah, blah. The one thing that's probably gonna happen, yes, John Laurinaitis is gonna get fired for sure. He's gonna be the fall guy. Uh, it's not just a fall guy. They actually have records of him being uh, accomplice and. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's why. I'm, but that's why I'm calling. He's getting his just due. He's getting. His, no, but that's what I'm saying. But he's gonna take the brunt of everything. Yeah. That's yeah. when I say the fall guy. He's gonna take the brunt of everything. Then you got Kevin Dunn, who just got popped off by the SEC for like stocks and, and securities trade. Like it's a lot of stuff. And Kevin Dunn is a dude that has rubbed a lot of talent the wrong way because the only reason Kevin Dunn has a job was decades ago back when they were taping wwe superstars and stuff and they were taping episodes the truck that all the tapes were in was caught on fire kevin dunn ran in to save the tapes and because of that vince told him he would always have a job wow so kevin dunn is in the midst of this so you got kevin dunn vince mcmahon john laurinaitis then you have mark caruso who's the head of talent relations a lot of people do not like because caruso sent mickey james's gear to her in a garbage bag in a box You've got Nick Khan, who's now the, uh, I think he's the CFO. He's the financial guy behind everything. Mm. The A lot of the upper tier people in the WWE are not good people. Yeah. And and I think you will find that in any corporation, mm -hmm. that's why they kind of need some government regulations. But government gets a little crazy. But if you find that in any, any uh, top tier uh, public corporation, you'll find that it's got a lot of talk. Totalitarian. Totalitarian. That really sounded disturbing on the microphone and in my ears. Just want you to know that. <laughs> Totalitarian. That's what there it is. Go. Totalitarian. Yeah. You knew the word we was trying to get at. No, <laughs> that's who I was waiting for. <laughs> Shout out to the producers in the room. Yeah. Always. Uh, every great show got a great producer behind it. Yes, it yes, indeed. But uh, you'll find that every business has a sort of authoritative state like that to where mm -hmm. the guy that's been in power for a little too long uh yeah there's gonna be some well not i mean not even just being in power that long it's the level of power in which he has vince yeah. mcmahon took a small company a small territorial wrestling company and turned it into this multi-billion dollar global conglomerate yeah and crushed and all the con crushed all the con now yes you now have you have a all elite wrestling you have impact that's there you know you have smaller you have a new japan it's all japan japan's wrestling scene is always going to be what it is it'll never get overtaken by the wwe but all in all people will always gravitate to the wwe over any wrestling company yeah. first and foremost the casual fan is going to be like oh i know about the wwe and wwf back in the day yeah. and so but vince's legacy of who he is and what he is and how he is is known now he last as we were talking about this and recording this he appeared on smackdown last night the day, yeah bro saw that. my man literally came out and was like i'm gonna tell you what the signature said hey. wwe then now forever together and walked out because he basically was like i spit in all y'all face i'm the man here yeah he's like i'm gonna face all this i got fans that's gonna back me up regardless yeah what what happens that i i can shut this down if i want to that part and i mean yeah i know in reality nothing's gonna happen to him but i would like to see hey get him just a little bit but wrestling is not all bad because why did you fall in love with it man there was just something about the the charisma of the performers 
the acting, if you will, when you saw the characters, these larger than life characters, these superheroes and supervillains, like I'm already a comic book nerd, but then you have wrestlers who are heels and faces, superheroes and supervillains, these massive men. And then you have some massive women too, because I was always a fan of Glow, the original Glow. And so to see that, to you see know, those- I don't remember that one. Yeah. I, I just remember Netflix. And then I was like, there was a, a wrestling, I had to Google it. Yeah, the uh, Royal, I did a show a couple months ago in Anaheim and uh, the Royal Hawaiian, Hawaiian Princess was there and I just was honored to meet her. Cause I was like, yo, I remember watching you as a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so you watch all that and then as a kid, you emulate that. We in the house wrestling, me and my little brother, then me and my friends, we out in the front yard, we in the lawn, literally playing Royal Rumble, where if, the way you're eliminated is if you're thrown into the concrete. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're thrown into the concrete, bro. Yeah. And so like, we're doing all these things. And so when I got the opportunity to finally train, you know, when I found out, because I never forget, I went to Windy City Pro Wrestling first, and the guy was like, yeah, it's going to be only $2,500. I was like, I'm only not doing this, because yeah. I ain't got $2,500. And how long was that training for it? Training is always, look, training never really stops. Your initial training, it depends on you. Yeah. Your initial training can depend on, like, how fast you catch on, how mm. fast you acclimate, and your body can take it, because it is a shock to your system. A lot of people think, like, oh, man this don't hurt nah not even. how do y'all fall on that mat like the mats it, taking the bumps called take the taking the bumps are one thing hitting the ropes is another your body is not used to that at first so when that giant steel cable or bungee cord hits the back of your shoulder blades yeah. for the first time and pushes you off you're like oh next day you wake up in pain so then you got to go back to training. You got to force your body to get used to this yeah. and constantly get used to it. Yeah. So it depends on the person. Some people can have their first match within three to four months. Some may take a couple years. You know, it, it all varies on the person, how quick they acclimate and they catch yeah. on and stuff. And really how much they learn the basics and the fundamentals. Because you got so many people nowadays just want to get to the point where they flying off the top rope and doing crazy stuff. And <sighs> it's cool. It's nice. It's nice in some situations to be flashy. Look, I tell everybody all the time, I can I do matches with the bigger guys, but I can work with the smaller guys just as much. Yeah, I can move just as quick as the smaller guys with them. I don't care, yeah. but I don't have to do all that because I can just go in there and pummel you and call it a day. Yeah, I can put these hands on you and that's it. Yeah, but it's again, it's the training level to understand the basics, the fundamentals, everything. So it really you and then you continually as you want to better yourself in your craft, you continually train. Mm. The guys and the girls in the WWE, they're in the ring training every day they have TV. Like every time there's a show, when the ring is set up, about two, three o'clock in the afternoon, they get they're running drills and doing stuff together. They're getting themselves warmed up. Yeah. Like you don't see players, yeah, yeah, you don't see it. We just see everybody go out like on a Monday night or a Friday night and maybe a big live premium event now. But every time the ring is out, they're doing stuff. You got guys and girls who, when they go back to their hometowns, they're in local wrestling schools. Dominic Mysterio goes down to uh, level up in San Diego where a bunch of my homies are at. Oh. So Dominic can train when he's on when he's not on the road. Yeah. So he trains there. Santino Brothers out here. Ronda Rousey comes out there and trains. There's another spot I train at in Burbank. Ronda's been through there. Uh, James Storm, a lot of the Impact guys, AEW guys, we've all trained together and worked together and stuff like that. And so it's funny, too, because a lot of people, a lot of my friends that I've had, again, 22 years going on 23 in the business, a lot of them nice. are now like a lot of them are like, yo, why are you back in this? You are out. <laughs> they're like, why are you doing it? You are out. Yeah. Cause you know, they're like, yo, you don't have to do this anymore. They're like, you got a good career. 
Like you're good. But the problem is they see my career and think my bank account matches theirs. It's like we go out to eat. Hey fam, you paying? Yeah, that I just pay. I just pay rent. Like rich friends. <laughs> like you paying? I just paid my rent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so you know, it's just you, you, you. This business, it, it, it's something about this performance. That's why I love performance stand up. Okay. It's a moment about being in front of that crowd and you control their emotions in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Yeah, there is a great moment in stand up where you can do that. Uh, I like that. I like uh, like the eye of the storm, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. like you could feel like the audience is just waiting for the build up. Like, yes, indeed. Like, yeah, I'm not going to punch you yet, but it's a coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's a coming. So, what would you say? All right. No, you know what? First of all, what would you say is the best wrestling move? And then, what is your wrestling move as far as finish? You're my best wrestling finish. Best wrestling finisher to me would have to be, I hate that I'm going to say it. It has to be the RKO, the cutter. Oh, yeah. Because it can literally come out of nowhere. (laughs) It can literally be done like any succession of moves in a transition and running the spot. Next thing you know, it's boom, 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 boom. Bow. You're like, wait a minute. So it can happen that way. For me personally, I have two I do. I do one that's a Death Valley driver, boom. But then I do another that's what we call a spinning urinagi. It's like picking them up, cross mm-hmm. body, spinning their body, and then laying out flat with them. Oh, like an F5? No, but yeah, mine is, I don't have them on my shoulders. I just have them in the cross across my chest. Oh, okay. So I scoop them up like this. Any, yeah. Like any size grown man, it don't matter because I'm strong enough. Yeah. That's why I go to the gym. It's like I pick somebody up. And then spin their body around and lay them flat. I'll show it to you when we get done. Oh, no, yeah. You did that in that one. It's in the video. You had a, a match in Compton. Yeah. Right? How, mm-hmm. how long? That was this year, right? Yeah, I just had one in Compton just uh, last month. So when you say you're still in it, you still competing, still. Mm-hmm. What's your intro music? So shouts out to uh, Pimp Minister and a couple of the oh, cats. Oh, fly. Yeah, these cats. Out pinky in there. Yeah, these cats out of uh, Memphis made my interest music for me. It's called Hit Him Hard. They made my own personalized interest music for me. Because yeah. the guy, uh, Pim Minister, he's a, a fan of me from the nerd stuff I do. And so one day, I think I was on my old show, Blurs in the Hood, and we were talking about, you know, I was talking like, yo, I want my own music. And he was like, I got something for you. And within like a week and a half, two weeks, he sent me the file. And I was like, yo! <laughs> like, it's personalized literally to me. Like, there are lyrics in there about me. And so I was like, you know, this is the coldest thing. Because for years, me and my tag partner, Willie DeBond Richardson, we were coming out to the Whoop That Trick instrumental. Hey, hey, that still is, <laughs> that's, yeah, still one of the most fires. Uh, so like if I, certain places, if I go to, like certain places, if I need to like, you know, remind them who I am, that we'll just have them hit that. And just, you know, that goes so hard. That part, that part. All right. What would, who would be, uh, what's your storyline? What's the storyline? It depends on where you put me. It depends on where I am and what what company I'm doing and what they got me doing. Uh, like I, some some people come in to different companies and they're just wrestling. They just have a match and that's it. Now, if the company has me where, yo, I'm in this program with this, then I might be a baby face. I might be a heel. But either way it goes, you give me a microphone. I'm talking. And I'm going to go. The problem is they give me a microphone and I'm supposed to be just a bad dude. Yeah. I start cracking d- jokes going hard on people. Yeah. And people just start laughing because yeah. I just be going in. Like whoever I'm working, I'll go in on them so hard. And people just be crying, laughing. They want to boo me. But now they like. And that's another hard part now about going back to wrestling out here, especially because 
everybody knows that Jay Washington is a stand-up comic, is a yeah. pro stand-up comic. You know, everybody knows Jay Washington's an actor and all this other stuff. So when they see the wrestler part, it's cool, but it's always like, dude gonna tell a joke or two in a minute. You know what I'm saying? That part. It's just in the character. It's just in the character. Can you volunteer to be a villain? Oh, I always. That's where that's where I got the resident supervillain. My shirts, I wear a shirt. My one of my fans made it. Shouts out to uh, Nick Rice of uh, Legacy One Media. He he made my uh, already certified supervillain shirts. So I wear a supervillain shirt even when I'm a good guy. I just wear a supervillain supervillain shirt. Hey, okay, okay. All right. If you if you were in the WWE, uh, what would be the belt you would want to compete for? Intercontinental title. And who would you want to take down for it? Who would I want to take down for it? I'm not wrestling Gunther because if you slap me like that, I'm shooting you. <laughs> like that dude slaps people so hard, like you can hear it in the top rows of an arena. He hit me like that's the one they count with, and and he goes wow. No, no, it's the dude, the real big German dude yeah. that just goes whap, and you just hit man. You hit me like that. I swear to God, I'm shooting you in your knees. Uh, for me, it would have to be uh, Kevin Owens because I know Kevin from back in the day. Okay. Him or Sami Zayn because I know them from back in the day. I would love to work uh, a couple people I know. So it'd be the Intercontinental title. Dang. Because the, the WWE title is prestigious, mm -hmm. but the Intercontinental title has a lot more prestige behind it than what the WWE title is now. Why is that? Because the Intercontinental title was, it was defended and the matches that made it, that surrounded it were just, are still iconic. The WWE title for a while became Hot Potato. You the champion, you the champ, you the champ, you the champ, you the yeah. champ, you the champ, you the champ. The Intercontinental title, people would hold it and run with it. Yeah. You were running with this title. Who would you lose it to? Biggie, the homie Biggie from the New Day. No, I'm a so New Day had three dudes: Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and Biggie. Uh, Kofi's former WWE champion. Oh, oh, Kofi's the one that with the dreads, yeah, that, that jumps in the high flying. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And Xavier is his homie. Xavier does G four out here, so he's a big nerd. And Biggie's the homie because I met him through. You know, wrestling and whatnot. And he also promotes my homegirl's cocoa butter products all the time. So, <laughs> super cool dude, man. I uh, hope he comes back soon. Had a bad neck. He broke his neck in the ring, you know, during the show. Oh, man. But, you know, now he's healing up. He took off. He did a video where he's throwing his neck, bracing the garbage, so his neck's healing well. Hey. You know, so best best wishes to my bro. Oh, for sure, for sure. Man. I, wanted, I always wanted to wrestle. Like... Of course I did. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Always wanted to wrestle. It was just uh, it was one time we was like you know kids were all playing mm. and stuff. Uh, what was Ken Shamrock's uh, move where you just try to break a yeah an arm ankle? bar? Yeah, like, he was an ankle lock. He did ankle lock. Yeah, because Ken Shamrock was an actual UFC fighter. You know? Yeah, I you know what. It wasn't until I got older I realized that wasn't a storyline. Yo, they had to tell. I remember I had to him get beat up. Yo, they had to tell him, bro. This, this is a whole different level in life now. You got to calm down. Yeah. So he was really like losing it out there. With he the would snap out sometimes. He'd be like, bro, gave fam, fam, fam. This is work. This is a job. This is a job. I want to go back home to my kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jump back into that, but more with the comedy. Was the bullshit indignity. I can't believe that she said nigga 11 times. <laughs> like, like the first two or three niggas was okay. <laughs> and then she went over to nigga limit. And she didn't have nigga rollover minutes. But, uh... <laughs> Mel Gibson told this woman, you're dressed like a whore, and I hope you get raped by a pack of niggas. 
a pack of niggas? I've never seen a pack of niggas. I've seen a lot of niggas. A pack of niggas? What are we, cigarettes? Give me $20 on pump one, please, and a pack of them niggas right there, they... Oh, they fresh? All right, two packs of niggas. Niggas such a controversial word, they took it out of all of Mark Twain's books. They said it uh, 219 times, Uncle Bill Finn said it four times in Tom Sawyer. They decided they would replace the word nigga with slave. I don't know about you, but I'd rather be a nigga than a slave. <laughs> you call me nigga, I could be offended, but I could still drive home to my house. <laughs> you call me slave, I gotta go with you, ain't that a bitch? Come here, slave. I'm a nigga, he's a slave. I'm going home. This is bullshit. I know niggas a horrible word and I should stop saying it, but I know so many. I stop saying it when I stop seeing them. Fuck y'all. Look at all the white people. Exactly. This nigger's on to something. This is... We're very funny when it comes to race. Like last year I was touring in Europe. I went to an American uh, Air Force base in England and I walk into the Air Force base and they had a Popeye's chicken. So I walk into the chicken place and the manager runs from behind the counter. He goes, I couldn't get tickets to your show. It was all sold out, but I knew you would come. <laughs> and I started to get offended, but I realized I was there. I... And that shit was delicious. Nobody uh. wanna see me doing bad, but I'm good. Hey, but I'm good. Hey, no, they wanna see me doing bad, but I'm good. Hey, but I'm good. Hey, no, they wanna see me doing bad. Yeah, doing good, doing well. They ain't tell you that the real prevail. I do a big, it don't fit on the scale. Mac Dre, how I'm feeling myself? Yeah, yeah, I gotta jump in. Shorty got a pumpkin. Know they met them all, and I can see it is just sunken. Really, it ain't nothing. Slime got my bucks, big. Tell me that she love me, but I know I cannot trust it. Hey, you know me, stay low key. I'm just living how I'm supposed to be. Hey, you know me, stay low key. But know they wanna see me doing bad, but I'm good. <laughs> Hold on, let me walk in the booth. Like my cousin say, bitch, what do you do? She be dumb not to choose, cause I'm one of them dudes. Bitch, I'm fly as hell, watch out for the shoes. Mackin' on the bitch on some hobby shit. Frisco nigga with a whole lot of dip. Set it down in walnut, it made me a grip. Two straps like Max Payne, I'm keeping it lit. You know me, keeping it pig. Doing good like I'm supposed to be. You know me, June the pig. Know they wanna see me doing bad, but I'm Hey, but I'm good. Hey, no, they wanna see me doing bad, but I'm good. Hey, but I'm good. Hey, no, they wanna see me doing bad, but I'm good.
Oh, and you know I had to bring it to some of the West Coast fence staples, baby. Oh, my play away. I keep it funky with the bitches, I got player ways. Can't fall asleep after I hit, I gotta stay awake. I bust it down, she want the rounds, I gotta take a break. My conscience blinded, I be trying to fuck the pain away. I have no time to wind it down, I gotta run the streets. Every woman I done fuck with been in love with me. She don't want nothing but a little company until the sun is up, and that's enough for me. I knew that you would never be mine. I knew that you was just one call away from pressing decline. I knew the time was at the essence, no one never re. You know the press is full of lies, so why you pressing your line? I know we eat you up inside, they have to tell me the truth Ain't no way you think I think she love me better than you I think that nigga you be talking to be doing too much You wipe your tears in front of the mirror, now you thinking about dust Please don't worry about it, baby girl, I'm not in a rush He won't never get too crazy, girl, that boy know what's up You know who to trust, I'ma be there long as I breathe air And if I die, I keep you smiling from the sky Ayy I keep it funky with the bitches, I got player ways Can't fall asleep after I hit, I gotta stay awake I bust it down, she want the rounds, I gotta take a break My conscience blinded, I be trying to fuck the pain away I have no time to wind it down, I gotta run the streets Every woman I the fuck with been in love with me She don't want nothing but a little company Until the sun is up, and that's enough for me And if I do, it's not like that And if I did, it was a while ago Before you took me back You always focused on the past When I be all about that ass When I be all up in them guts You know you love to throw it back You know I live for you and me I know sometimes it's hard to see I know I complicated things I know you scared to say the least But say la vie Yes, that ain't our key Now my stay not mean These hoes don't mean a thing Hey. I keep it funky with the bitches, I got player ways. Can't fall asleep after I hit, I gotta stay awake. I bust it down, she want the rounds, I gotta take a break. My conscience blinded, I be trying to fuck the pain away. I have no time to wind it down, I gotta run the streets. Every woman I done fuck with been in love with me. She don't want nothing but a little company until the sun is up, and that's enough for me. And you know what it is, baby. You rocking with the speech guy, Tony Asar, A-S-A-R. You're listening to the Comedy Club, where we can play them bangers, them scrapers, them slappers, a little bit of ha ha And of course, you know I have to bring a homie with me. But we're going to keep it going, keep it locked in, keep it West Coast. Next up, Mr. L.A. himself, R.J., with that flex. Oh, this is one of my favorite bangers. And you know what you're doing, baby. You're rocking with the speech guard. I race pray Forty with the thirty, yeah, they came with the bed. Give y'all a half, cause I ain't played. I can say I'm fly, but just plain to say. Let me shine, let me shine, don't be hating on me. I feed the block, treat it like a salvation on me. Sanitize dirty money with the Persian on me. I'm sanctified in this church with the burner on me. Can't peel me away from these streets, I'm attached to this shit. I'm matched with this shit. 
Was gone in the way for a minute, I'm back to this shit Right back in these niggas, got them knees in now Acting like a nigga crease went down I'm off the dark like it's evening now You're the king in town You ain't shit unless your team is down I ain't shit unless my team is round You gon' make me flex on these nobodies You gon' make me flex on the punk Hoes only love who you claim to be Woke up with no money, should've stayed a slave Ain't no time, ain't no time, don't be hating on me Lose your mind over time, tired of waiting on me I pull up, burning gas from the Asia home She hit the bag like a jab, then she raked the home Can't peel me away from these streets, I'm attached to this shit I'm matched with this shit Was going in the way for a minute, I'm back to this shit Right back, little nigga, you can breathe again Pouring liquor in the streets again Should learn the channel how you demons live Once again, once again, anything that you like or heard, you could view and stream some more over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Also, you could catch us every Tuesday. Oh, no, sorry. Every Wednesday at 2 p.m. on Farside TV on YouTube as well as you could check out the visuals on Twitch Sunday nights at 8 p.m yeah yeah and you can always catch the replays of today's episode so all of our previous episodes tuesdays at 1 a.m in the morning playing that late night light night stuff but that ain't about that man of course it's about my homie with me m-i-g m-i-g you said uh Currently, you guys are having a nice little cool conversation. You got blessed with a new opportunity. Yeah, man. I um, it, It's still surreal to even just say it. Uh, I'm a part of one of the recurring cast members in the upcoming Showtime series, American Gigolo. 
and, and which uh, was uh, what spearhead with Richard Greer. Yeah, it was Richard Greer and the movie. Now, so that was the movie back in the eighties. And now John Barenthal, who played the Punisher, who played uh, Shane in the Walking Dead, and so, oh, so much more. That's he, so good. Yeah, he takes over Richard Gere's character after Richard Gere's character gets out that of jail. Great. Yeah, and so it's it's him about about him trying to get his life back on track and everything, and just being a part of that. You know, like just to say, dog, I'm on a TV show. And real quick, I feel you, uh, to drop more, so people who haven't seen American Gigolo, it's a movie about uh, uh, a male John, or a prostitute, uh-huh. if you will, and uh, he's infamously uh, uh, set up, if you will, yep. by the black pimp, <laughs> because one of the boys got a little too handsy with a client and ended up killing a uh what was it a governor uh, yeah somebody high profile so they ended up killing a high profile so that character goes to jail at the end and that's where we're picking up from he gets out of jail yeah bam and so what was that experience like working on there dude so like day one when i because i filmed my first episode back in february and it, the crazy part was when i auditioned for it it was just for a little quick little thing little i guess it was a little day player thing i was like all right i get a role on the show whatever cool and so the day one, I meet John Barenthal and like we go over the scene a couple times. And like after like the third time when we were like waiting in between takes, I said, all right, let me get this off my chest. Such a fan of yours, man. Love what you did to Frank Castle. Uh, I, was, I was like, um, yeah, I understood boy. the article. I got it out my chest. But we had fun and we just, you know, we we was chopping it up a lot. And so we were able to get comfortable with the scene that we had. Mm-hmm. So then um, I filmed that. And, you know, at first I was like, there's room for my character to come back, but I don't know. So after a couple of months, you don't hear nothing. You just let it go. That part. Because I didn't want to just stress myself out worrying about it. Which Hollywood can't make you do. Yes, it can. Then three weeks ago, out of nowhere, I get an email from my agent says, your role is now recurring. They need you to come back for episode for another episode. And I was like, yes, thank you, God. You know, I'm recurring now. Cool. And then right before I get ready to go on set, you know, the day, like a couple of days before I'm supposed to go report to do the show. She was like, they're also adding you to it. They're adding you to an episode. So I originally was only going to be in like two episodes. So now they put me, they made a scene to put me in a third episode. Okay. So, you know, I filmed those episodes um, a couple days ago and just the love I got from John and the showrunner and the directors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I posted on Facebook and I said, uh, when we were leaving when I rapped. They were like, yeah, we'll see you season two. I was hey. like, yeah. And you know, for me, it's just like, Hey, listen, because I, I joked, I was like, yeah, now we can have a Luther and Julian driving a car and uh, John Barenthal who plays Julian. He was like, yeah, we can make Luther a gigolo. I said, I'm all for this. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just to hear that from them, not just to say, you know, thank you for your work and have a good day. Yeah, it's as as any artist or just any person in general it is always great to get your artwork uh, or get your work recognized. Uh, being on and off set, says you are, what's your favorite part of being on set? Uh, favorite part is uh <laughs> craft services taking all of it i say the same thing the yes. snacks you, you get eat like the best there. you eat the best bro you ain't got to worry about cooking nothing at your career <laughs> and sometimes they let you take some home they let you take stuff so that was the thing like before covid like the snack the craft service table used to have all like the trail mix and the health bars and i would always yeah. take those yeah and you could just grab as many as you want they ain't give a damn yeah but post COVID, you know, there was a COVID regulation, so they couldn't mm-hmm. let it do it. Now it's slowly getting back to the way it was. You can snatch and go. You can snatch and go. But like I, that part, but also it's to be in the front of the camera. Because mm-hmm. for me, I, I this is the thing, no matter what the role is, serious or whatever, I try to make somebody laugh on the crew. Yeah. It's always a goal of mine to do something. Because like I got a chance to do it on uh, when I was filming some of these episodes, the director came, he's like, yo. 
that because I'd made a decision just to say something out of nowhere when mm. like uh, John's oh, character was walking. I, yeah, improvising when John's character was walking off, and I just was like, "Yo, you might want to go get some gloves too." It's something I said, it was just out of nowhere, and when I said it. The director was like, yo, that is hilarious. We need to do that again. But when you turn, just make it a beat quicker to say it. Man. And so for them to love the choices that I made and, you know, another thing I did, another scene to keep things moving. And just like I said, to have that appreciation in the moment from the creators of this project, mm -hmm. the people who are putting this together, the showrunner is there. The writer is there. The writer of the movie is there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people from the network are there the star of the show being John Barenthal, it's just, it was so much that, that, that instant gratification. Yeah. You know, and it makes me, it makes me realize I'm, I know what I'm doing and I'm doing the right thing being in this position. And also humor is actually very important on sets because a lot of cast might not know, but you're on set, luckily 12 hours. Luckily, if you feel me, big like, parts. Like, yeah, but no, you're on there at least 16, Bro, 19. we were doing, Sh we were doing Chirac, we were on set 12, 14 hour days. That sounds about right. We was on the 12, 14 hour, we, you knew, like you couldn't, you learn when you start shooting stuff like that, you like, yo, whatever you, whatever day you book to shoot, that's all you schedule yourself to do. And take that pack with you. Yep. Because <laughs> you're going to need it. You're going to definitely need a battery charger for Bro, sure. Bro, I, luckily, you know, I always bring my chargers. I bring cords. I bring mm -hmm. all this stuff. Because, you know, when you get the trailer, they, you know, you can plug up. But you take your phone with you. Yeah. So what I try to do is I always take a, a spare cord with a plug. I always keep an extra spare set of charger stuff. And I keep it with me. This way, in between sets, I find somewhere to plug up, let my stuff just charge. Yeah. What's uh what would you say would have been one of the greatest takeaways from working on so many sets? The greatest takeaway is that uh again, I'm good at what I do. I'm good at what I do because I'm good enough to get recognized. And, you know, I might not be at that level where I'm at the Emmys and the Oscars yet, but the fact the creators of shows, those the people the producers who make the decisions, the stars who can say no, nah, I don't want to work with them no more. Yeah. Or I want to work with them. To have them appreciate and, and acknowledge and respect what I do. And I'm not trying to just, I'm just trying to do my job. That's, at the end of the day, it's just my job. My job is to go in, take these lines that's on a piece of paper, take, turn them into that character's voice and bring it to life. That's it. And for them to show me that it, it, it worked for them in such a major way. Is like no matter what project, whether I'm working on a commercial, a TV show, a movie, it's just it's a, that's the amazing feeling for me because I never want to leave a set feeling like, oh, I don't think they'll ever want to work with me again. That part because you gotta be again because you to go on tour, to go on road, to work on sets, you gotta be likable. Mm -hmm. You gotta be personable. Everybody like a lot of cats in the scene, they just want to keep to themselves and. And like, nah, you in bro. the wrong city. You you in the wrong business. In the wrong business, because the thing is, like, you have to. It's not always about you know kissing up and you know butt kissing and, and faking and being phony. Just got to be a genuine person that develop real rapports with people. I'm always that. Like, I'm the type of dude. I talk to anybody. If you give off good vibes, I rock with you. First and foremost, that part. I don't care who you are. You give off good vibes, I will rock with you. Now you till you give me some other reason to think otherwise. It's a whole different ball game. Like I'm a, again as a man in comedy, I talk to a lot of women in comedy just to have a conversation. You know, a lot of dudes we see it all the time. Dudes we trying to push up on women just to, yo, we should write together. We should do. Yeah, <laughs> I saw your three minutes, bro. I don't need to write. Like with I don't you. need to write with you. Like, <laughs> but, like if I I have a conversation, I met your producer. We talked out on some nerd stuff the first day we met. So we just talked on nerd stuff. 
that I'll have those conversations again. That's this industry. You just got to be cool with people because also you never know who gonna become what. Yeah, there, there's always that. There's and that's why ah that rule right there is kind the of rule about the rule about you, yeah because then like you get in trouble when you tell people stuff and then like I don't know I kind of I I I step on my foot a lot. One time I got. I blew a whole BET opportunity because I had to go at it with a with a member. <laughs> Bro, here's my biggest thing is always, I'm always like this. When when it comes to stand-up, yo, I'm the person, I'm the person that's going to be like, yo, you running a trash show. You make a stand-up look bad for the rest of us. Yeah. I will openly say that because people are like, why are you going to say that? Because sometimes when a person goes to a live show for the first time without big names, that's their first ever live show. And if the yeah. show is trash... It makes it they'll never want to go to another one, man. Because they don't care about the shows, they're trying to collect five percent on a bar tab. <laughs> <sighs> man, yeah, no, I, I talk it. Like but it's I the said, truth. But it's the I truth. Step though. on my foot a lot. <laughs> but you know, but also, I think the thing is too, because you know, I'll be honest. I'm always. Some people have been talking like, "Yo, are you ever worried about what you're saying offending somebody or them taking it the wrong way or not wanting to rock with you?" And I told somebody, I said, "No." Because here's the thing, I want people to know, this is what you get from me. Yeah, You get the genuine version of Jay Washington. You already know he needs to be professional. He needs to be in a setting where it's a business setting, all that. He can do all that. Yeah, He needs to be comedic and funny. He can do that, acting, whatever. But also, his, his, he's going to speak his mind. He's going to make sure he makes it clear what he's saying. So it's always also concise, and it can never be misconstrued. Have you ever have someone try to Will Smith you? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. I've had to, you know, when people were like, oh, this is going to start. I was like, come on, fam. I had a dude, I remember when like my third, fourth month out here, I was doing a show out in Lakeview. And uh, we were at a bar, of course. And this dude had been, this drunk white dude had been heckling people all night. And so like, you know, it's a bar with the regulars, so they weren't going to say nothing to him. So I got up there and he said something to me. And I was like, I do this. I have a warning system I get to people. So he said something first time. I was like, yo, sir, don't do that. I was like, yo, this ain't about you. Yeah. Second time he said something, I was like, listen, you can either enjoy the show or be the show. If you decide to be the show, I promise you, you're not going to like the show. So he said something again. I said, this is my final warning to you. You say one more thing. I'm going to talk about you in every letter of the alphabet from A to Z, and I promise to God I will not stop. Huh. And he tried me. I got to the letter L. <laughs> so dude was drunk and crowd tried to walk old white guy with his hand like he was going to choke me. So I had the mic in my right hand. I'll never forget. I'm still talking, telling a joke. Saw dude walk up. Didn't tell nobody to stop him. Let him walk up. Took my left hand, grabbed that hand, took him down, put him in a hammerlock on the ground, kept the mic in my hand talking. Uh, this other, I remember hearing the lady. It was like, yo, is this is this a part of the show? I was like, nah, this all improv right here. Yeah. I said, dude, I'm going to let you know right now. This is having fun. I said, but by law, I should let you know that because I have you like this. I'm a pro wrestler. I can hurt you very badly. Yeah. But again, however you want to play this is really up to you. And they got him up and let him go. And I was like, all right. <clears throat> so where was I? Yeah. And I went back to my set completely. Yeah. Nice. And so a lot of people, have, you know, that whole thing with Will and all that. People have said, Reese, like, yo, I said, look, they said, yo, you ain't got nobody. You ain't got to worry about nobody trying to run up on you. I was like, this yeah. is true. In most cases now, because I'm I'm way bigger than I was back then, you know. So I'm actually more defined as like, oh, he fight, he could fight people. But at the same time, it's like, don't let these jokes get your earlobes stunt together. That part. <laughs> don't that let these part. jokes get your earlobes stunt together, because you're gonna try to run up on. That's the thing too. People be like, oh, like I got into it, my old show. That's the reason my show ended because we were talking about the Dave situation. And I was like, number one, I don't care about jokes. What they say, that's a whole other story. You do not run up on stage on comics. 
Yeah, because it's trying though. Because it's the same. It's the same rule we have again. Just like wrestling, if you jump over that barricade, you try to run in that ring. Mm -hmm. We all are going to whoop yokes. Yeah. Plain and simple, because we don't know who you are, what you're gonna do. Yeah, this is a show. This is all of us together. This is all the talent together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So in that same vein, if you run up on stage on in a comedy show, I wish somebody would run up on stage and I'm there, and I'm there. I don't even have to be the one on stage. If I'm the one there to see it, they ain't gonna be though. Just Jay grabs them. Jay gonna make sure they know never to do this again first. Break his arm in four pieces. Man, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm breaking every metatarsal in your foot. Oh, that's messed up the foot. <laughs> and the foot. Man, because then you really got to take time off from work if you break your foot. <laughs> the the bones. Ju judged by this economy, you can't, you can't be missing you work. Can't, you can't miss no work like that. You can't, you can't miss no what work. happened, man? I that's just, a three-week. think I'm like, this dude stepped on my foot so hard, it felt like a car ran over it. Because, again, it's like... I don't give I don't care you got your emotions and your feelings about something. Yeah. You take it up with that comedian off stage outside after the show if you can get in touch with him. Yeah. You do this thing that everybody does and tweet about it. But you don't I run love up, those. But you don't run up on stage. Yeah. Cause you run up on stage again. You run the risk of having not you know, again, you can harm the, the performer, but you don't know what can harm get like dude that got whooped, dude got lucky, that's all he got. That part at the Hollywood Ball, I people keep people be like, oh, they didn't do it. I was like, y'all lucky. That's all he caught, because yeah. he could have been unconscious when they took him about the ball. Should have been. He, uh, even Dave tried to get some kicks in. Dave was gonna get like he was like, let me go like, finish this show. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, actually, they had to pull him away. Also, <laughs> this ain't Chappelle's. This another thing. This ain't Chappelle's show, Dave Chappelle anymore. People got the. Y'all not seen that man? Yeah. That man is swole. And fit and smoking cigarettes like he he makes chain me, smokes man he makes me believe uh, i just increased my, my what PR. type of cardio is he doing in yellow springs uh, like and he's smoking american spirits those that's real tobacco he's smoking pure he's smoking <laughs> no that's that pure because you hear it in his voice now you know what i'm saying you can hear it but it's like you also you know when people say well will smith picked chris rock okay yeah yeah i have two because i was of two sides of that i was like number one i said look y'all always say don't nobody stick up for black women and that's what will did he stuck up for his wife however will stuck up for his wife after she gave him that look yeah because he laughed and then he looked at her and she looked at him like you doing what and then he was like whoop let me go and go jump up on the stage real quick <laughs> and anybody who's been married your woman look at you a certain way it's like oh got married in. or a serious relationship bro Man, you laugh at something no, about her on, only married serious relationships don't count uh bro you, you gotta have a ring on it for me to care yeah that's hilarious <laughs> that's that's what the ring's for it means if, i care if there's no documentation i don't know if we really need it, to have it's it. like you could wake up and change your mantra and be a whole new you that's hilarious. I didn't sign on for that. But yeah, man. But we, you know, people acting as like, also people acting as if this is a Brexit, a brand new thing. This is not. People have been running up on comics for years. Yeah. I had a cat try to grab some extra Asian guys because of an Asian joke, and they thought they was going to do something. And this was like three years ago. That was amazing. But no, people, it has been, it has been like for years like that, man. Like, I had another dude. Eh. It's just me. Who cares about me? Anyway, <laughs> like, yeah, people, because I always get threatened because I'm a small guy. Well, they think I'm a small guy? I don't know. That's wild. But that's how I always feel yeah. in life, like, because I'm not, like, bulked out. Yeah. But it's like, nigga, I'm still 220. Oh. <sighs> Sorry, Carmelita. 
Pipes. <laughs> I like the fact that, all right, let's take the time on that note. All right, there's another one right there. Uh, <laughs> because, you Tony know. Tony says, uh, and what time is it? Approximately 3.33. <laughs> no, you wouldn't believe the, I get emails because, uh, you know what's funny? We tell all the guests, don't cuss, but it's always me. Every episode, of course I violate. All. Let me tell you something. It's always going to be that way, though. I'm going to be fine, so. <laughs> are you guys, are you all FCC regulated? Yes. Oh, yeah, you won't. <laughs> Yeah, you gonna catch the word, bro. You gonna catch the words to get the fine fines, fam. You finna catch all oh, Jesus. You just and they just talked to me about this a couple weeks ago. So, hey, hope y'all. I'm, I'm happy to be the final guest on Tony's show. Cause <laughs> thank you. This was a pleasure. I wish we had balloons, but uh... pop a bottle of champagne. It's been amazing. <laughs> it was the best nine months ever. No, but. <laughs> But no, but you're also a comic guy, uh, a fan of, uh, of I'm assuming the Marvel genre. You seem to do a lot of reviews. Marvel on and DC. I do both Marvel and DC, but I'm more of a Marvel guy. You know, I um, it's no secret I have my own podcast that I got to bring back called the Mad Titan Podcast. I'm a Thanos fan. Okay. And so you know, I love it, man. I've, I've been a dude. I grew up where I grew up on the South Side. I used to not be able to go outside because of how violent it was in the '90s growing up. So I got introduced to comic books to keep myself occupied. And so having that was the thing, you know, was my outlet. And so I just started getting into everything. And then I had people introduce me to, I remember when I got introduced to Black Panther and introduced to Power Man and Iron Fist and all those different things. So having all that in my life is great. And now the fact that it's crazy because what I was teased for mm -hmm. as a shorty, what I, was, what I was looking so I was the nerd in the neighborhood where everybody was thugging in out in these streets. But I was the nerd on the, in the neighborhood with comic books drawing on the porch, right? Yeah. Now I'm look I, I get paid off my nerddom. Yeah. My nerddom pays my bills, bro. I tell people all day, like, yeah, I bet you bet you mad you was talking about me back then, wasn't you? <laughs> bet you wish you know me. Cause like now, and the crazy part is too. I've been again blessings upon blessings upon blessings. I am grateful to God immensely through Him. All things are possible in my life. I started working on a lot of these different nerd networks, and a lot of my homies from the block would hit me up like, "Yo, I saw you on Collider," and I was like, "Yo, what are you doing watching Collider? Like, you got a murder under your name that I don't <laughs> like. Like, you are killers. Like, I didn't know they watch stuff like that." And it's like, "Yo, no, I like watching this all the time." And I was like, "But y'all talked all it all that all about what I did." Okay, you know what? I'm I'm good. High key, low key. I knew everybody was fronting because uh, we all played Dragon Ball. I was just finna say so Dragon we Ball. We all played Dragon, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z. Yep. Oh well, well yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that was monumental. That mm -hmm. that was the most monumental. Because it came on regular black anime. Because it came on regular TV. Yeah, and that was a legit thing. I I I told my kid this is like. Because when he saw Goku first turn Super Saiyan, he thought it was amazing. I was like, man, I had to run home for that. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit there and just download it. You download it. I had to get off school, run straight, straight home. home. <laughs> Out of breath. Grab my Hot Pocket. Grab my little Capri Sun. Find the remote. Because there's nowhere in sight. It's under the couch, but I don't know that yet. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking in the cushions. There's nowhere in the cushions. I know it should be in the cushions. Because we, we were sitting on top and, and, and watch it. But, like, honestly, uh, I guess blurtism or whatever it is, I, I never, I always thought that was a thing. I mean, I never knew it was a culture, but I was, like, like, cause I'm from Pomona, so like, it was what it was. 
but also I know when I went over to certain cats' houses, they'll have little posters from yeah. like, like uh, Walmart and stuff. And you'd be like, yo, you watch you Harker show? And they'd be like, yeah. And then, and then you get to talk and rip it yep. and stuff like that. And I think that's what's great about the, the now is like, yeah, you're right. It is mainstream. But it just, at least for me, it, it further confirms suspicions that, yeah, man, people were on this. Like, Dude, I remember when I'm, when I, again, one of the things I first did when I moved out here, it was a thing for for BuzzFeed talking about black nerds. And we were talking about black nerddom and stuff like that. And I remember in the comments, people were like, Ugh, why is there all of a sudden a thing called blurs? Why it just can't be nerds? And it's like, yo, stop. Yeah. Because I was like, I, I told somebody, I said, let me tell you something. Until recently, if a black person wanted to be a non-black character, the, whatever character they decided to cosplay as was black blank. If yeah. you were black Thor, you were black Hulk, yeah. you know, black Captain America. I was always making up my own characters. But you but you get what I'm saying? It wasn't just, yeah. yo, who are you? I'm Thor. But you ain't black. So what? I'm still Thor. Yeah. Now I'm just Thor. Back then you were black Thor. You know what I'm saying? You were black Ant-Man. You were Garrett Morris on Saturday Night Live. You know this is a black lightning. There wasn't an original lightning. It was, <laughs> it was just right. It was, he was black lightning from jump. You know what I'm saying? He was black lightning from jump. And so... But you were able, you know, back in the day, that's what it was with blurred them. Now, you know, blurred is still a term, you know, since a cool little term, black nerds, whatever. But in, in all in all, it encompasses everything. Like the sect, there are different sects now, black nerdom that I, I get to see on the internet with like a whole bunch of crews of black nerds from different places and stuff like that. And it's funny to me because I'm considered have made it in the nerd world to break through because I get to do certain things. And I'm like, yo, I'm just y'all out here just talking about what I love. That part. You know, I'm just talking about what I love. Like, I met some nerds from uh, Salt Lake City, black nerds from all these different cities. And they're like, yo, you want to pop on and check our thing? I'm like, yo, let me know what y'all want me to do. I'll come on. I don't care. I don't, you know, if I'm a, I'm a, I tell everybody, I'm an H-list celebrity. You know what I'm saying? I'm all the way down there in the nerd world. But I love it, man. We, you know, watch black culture the way it's evolved, you know, and us and here's my thing blurry, blurry culture has evolved but my problem with blurred and other intersectional words is it just further divides black people you know what i mean because well, but see i think every, the reason i think the cat, reason i think the reason blurred started though it wasn't meant to divide black people you got to remember blurred started because of how we were ostracized in the nerd world the nerd community is by far one of the most racist communities i have ever met in my life well Man, this America, every community is. Very true. Very <laughs> right. true. But, but, but the reason I bring it up with nerddom is we're talking about, first of all, fiction. Yeah. Right? We're talking fiction. We're talking sci-fi. We talk Star Wars, a, 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 a space soap opera, a space western soap opera about alien races and cultures. And people get racist about that. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You have characters who are drawn not even based on real humans and people get upset about that. And so it's always been this thing. And so then when, you know, it was always this gatekeeping of you can't be a part of it. So that's where the term blurred started. Now, again, there's some people like, yo, I'm just a nerd. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I understand what people, I, and I get to understand exactly where you're coming from. I a hundred percent understand. Cause I <laughs> know the reason I say that, cause I can't tell you the amount of times I've had that conversation. But I feel you will pop back to it. We're going to keep it going with the music coming from the pie, baby. Yara with missiles. With no fear, make 
the op disappear. All my team win trophies, yours collecting souvenirs. See, we ball like Kobe in his prime time years. Yeah, we shine like Tony, cause we grind top tier. I bring more heaters than Cheetah. It's a fork in a row, so you know I chose neither. They say life's a bitch, so I please her. They say life's a bitch, so I'm rich, cause it's cheaper to keep her. My jewels might offend you, the rules I don't bend to. My tools might extend, cause my goons is revengeful. To go against y'all, I do not recommend to. To go against y'all, better not, it's just sinful. Jack, just be nimble. My hitters might leave you with dimples. We want all the smoke like we trying to send signals, plain and simple. My team doesn't need the credentials. See, we crept through the back, back, back with a missile. Word up, we slinging chain doctrines. 360 waves under the stocking. Cap, that's all y'all niggas do when the god is in office. Suave, smooth, create waves like pomade. You either influenced by me, Nas, Jay, Kanye. Your patois from the beach, mine's is more important. Half court blindfold is still up in the scoreboard. Toyota Honda Accord for the Camry. I done sold a zip out of every whip niggas could rent. And still shows the old school sitting on candy. GCM flooded the Pro Tools with dumb cannons. The penmanship is shitless list. The exile becomes vulnerable. A bone on my throat. As long as you do the knowledge to the noble, it's notable. The quasi Kodo and the polo, I took a photo. I love it when I'm fresh in the video moving slow-mo. Peace to all my niggas moving elbows like cholos. Through the knowledge to the noble, it's notable. The quasi Kodo and the polo, I took a photo. I love it when I'm fresh in the video. Gang goofy niggas get the coopy, twist the back with the praying mantis, moving gracefully for the cameras. The six stanzas, six teams painted on canvas, splash anthems, anthrax, the tracks cancel. I breathe on them, COVID music spread the disease on them. Ten days, bump the LP, quarantine on them, set fire, add accelerants, gasoline on them, beam on them, smack the hammer and toss it clean on them. The head capo, nine lives, the black gato. El Chapo, mass murdering the apostles Stand down, or otherwise be the man down Hands down, I'm from the gutter like the egg clown But no hiding, no balloons, I'm just riding I'm frontlining, cinematic to Private Ryan With explosions, bullets flying, the ops closing Ten toes and stem a crown like we're frozen My father set my soul at ease I've been hanging on the low Cause my wind's low I took a lot of ill Set my ends low But look at all the things That I've been through Taught me how to be more official Yeah Had to put it down Had to put it back down So I could hold the crown Yeah Had to hold it down Had to skirt, skirt, skirt Come back around Had to do it my way Had to do it my way Hit the highway on the road, it's my second home. You know, I'm gone because it's Friday. Meter going by 99. Yeah, no, feel mighty fine. Yeah, no, been out of mind. Song spread, been off the wine. I've been doing me since it came up. Drama in the past had to change up. Now I'm the chick, I'm the main one. Shifting in the G, I'm the main bug. Yeah, I've been doing me since it came up. Drama in the past had to change up. It's a level up, it's 
it's a level up for me I was in the rough, but I'm where I'm supposed to be I let go of grudge, that's not where I wanna be I have more to love, had to give them on me Had to give them on me, had to come back around now Had to give them everything that I was hiding now Had to put it in a song Seek them, hate them, all success It never surprised me If you got a problem, homie, you know where to find me Trying to inspire my people, but you take it as a diss Follow my every move and I never know you exist That park, the garage, I can see the different side I'm coming up, I'm going hard, I get a legend, I'm a guard You could be like me, we from the same city Instead, you spite me, bitch make and grind me They envy me, B23, MVP, lot of beasts On the beast, we the talk of the streets Always make time in my day to shit on all my haters Got a bag full of lifesavers, all different flavors Chillin' on the yacht Bitch, I'll stay wavy. Bitch, I'll stay crazy. Fuck you, pay me. Me, I tell the truth, uh, even when I lie. I'm Scarface, no heartache, reading between the lies. Little life of Attention, I'm fresh and loading attention. You sick with an obsession, all up in my mansion's blessings. God's gift to earth, I'm a legend. I cry tears of gold underneath my Gucci lenses. This ain't bending, no pretending, we gon' get it. I can spend it, no more limits. I say shitting on you bitches, I'm official. Game over, bitch, blow the whistle. I'm an OG, bitch, you still smoking crystal. You like a juvenile stuck in a cage, turned into a man in prison in a box, insane. Obsessing over vengeance, one day you'll escape. But you could never kill me, the whole city know my Welcome back, party people, to the Gravity Plug. You rocking with the novice Tony Asar, A-S-A-R. And you know, it wouldn't be the Gravity Plug if I didn't have a honey with me. And getting back to our guest, Mr. J. Washington. You heard and seen him everywhere. The man who does it all. Ooh, and you have any more projects coming up, my G, or anything you want to promote? Right now, just like I said, a bunch of different shows, stand-up-wise, coming up, uh... Since we're live Tuesday, I'm at the Improv in Hollywood, 7:30 p.m. for the New Batch show. Uh, Wednesday, the 22nd, at Trip in Santa Monica, doing stand up while after they do like in between burlesque acts, which is kind of crazy. Thursday, I'm at the Brea Improv. Uh, Friday, Saturday, I'm still waiting to hear back on those to fill those out. Uh, the Mad Titan podcast, like I brought up earlier, where I talk on Marvel and DC TV shows and movies, that's coming back. That's everywhere you can find podcasts, and pretty much. Again, a couple of things in the works. No finalization on that. American Gigolo, whenever that drops on Showtime after that wraps. So mm. 
And you're already coming back for a season two. Man, look, from your lips to God's ears. Hopefully. Ooh, and you say Marvel and DC. If you could be a superhero in one of those universes, which one would it be? Why'd you give me the hero? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, because it's hard. Super villain, nah, cause superhero. Because like, the hero is always different because it's always those tragic stories that they're trying to overcome. And most of the time, the villains have a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You think, see? They, villains have a do. point. They do. So if I had, ah, if I could be a villain in any one, DC's villains have been real comical to an extent. You know what I'm saying? They're the ones that have been cerebral, they've already done a million times over. Yeah. The Luthers, the Jokers, the Riddlers, things like that. Even the dark side they've done. For me, I would like to give uh, Barracuda a fair shot out of Marvel. Oh, who's Barracuda? Barracuda is another crime lord. He's he's got a lot of strength though, but he's a big crime lord, and so he has a lot of play in Harlem and Hell's Kitchen. Oh, so you know, it seemed like you can go those ways when they did Cottonmouth and yeah, you know, all them different people in Luke Cage, and they're always these small characters because now it's hard to even pick one. Yeah, you it seems like they opened up every single <laughs> character in history. Dude, you you say somebody's like pick a pick a pick a hero or villain, you like. How much time you give me to guess? Because like I gotta go through all the sh- when you think all the shows and movies and everything they've done, it's like who's left? Yeah, like Barracuda's been one on the f- table for me for a minute. So oh. that's that's who I gotta go with villain wise. Oh, I like that. And what would be what would be your evil plot? You know, again, Barracuda's more of a street level villain. He's trying to just take over, you know, say take over the neighborhoods, but actually, you know, take over all the drug lords and all the crime bosses and just be the dude who runs the whole city or the whole front, if you will, the eastern front or the western front or the I'm that guy. You know, because you know, you always have one of those. I'm I'm the guy on the east coast, I'm the guy on the whole west coast, I'm the guy in the midwest. One of those guys, you know, just trying to make that plot come together. Okay. Okay. And someone who's so veteran season, do you got any advice? I like how you do it. I love it. I love it. Do it. Do yeah, it. yeah. Uh, you got any advice for someone? As far as stand-up? As stand-up. Be careful with who tries to give you opportunities. Oh, I like that one. Be careful with who tries to give you opportunities. Yeah, because yeah, cause this is L.A. Yeah. People always act. a bad story about that one, People too. always acting like you got to do bringer shows out here. You ain't got to do bringer shows. Never. And you don't gotta pay five dollars for a mic. You get what I'm saying? You really don't. Gotta, you don't have to. You don't have to do. People it like, all. oh, you gotta do. No, you, no don't. you don't. No, you don't. People are like, oh, I gotta do these bringer shows. No, here's the thing. You just trying to rush and get on stage and do a show. Yeah. Here's the problem. If you're not ready to do a show, you just not ready. And it is a readiness that I feel like a lot of cats uh, jump forward to, like. Uh, some people should go to the G League. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, <laughs> the developmental and, league. And, and kick it. But, but, you got, but the problem is so many people be like, yo, I think I'm done with open mics. And it's like, you don't get to say technically when you're done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's when people start reaching out to you like, yo, you want to do this show and it's a real show. That's when you kind of know like, all right, I'm elevated. I can still go to open mics and work. Yeah. But I ain't got to just be solely in these mics. Yeah. And I, I think... Uh, Cause a lot of cats that come to the city, they they from the outskirts. So I think uh, they come in and think that's the scene. And like like this is what I gotta do, gotta do. And I was like, Nah, my G. Actually, you could leave L.A. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of places that pay for comedy uh, out there. 
outside of the city but you also you got so many people be like yo that, this is this is all i know out here is just to do bringers you know, oh like, yeah i wish somebody would have told me and then people be trying to tell them and be like yo stop letting people exploit you yeah you got promoters charging 20 30 at the door for you getting exposure that's the first thing i ask are you charging <laughs> paying like like uh, i remember there was a whole outrage going on through the city like everyone needs to get paid and whatnot and it was like well one you gotta <laughs> ask for that and two no not everyone needs to get paid like uh yeah not everyone needs to get paid man I, i've seen enough of these mics i'm like mm, i wouldn't give you 50 bucks my g <laughs> but you got a lot of people who just feel like oh if i'm not getting booked i'm gonna start my show and we just was talking about that yeah how you can't just start a show because you ain't getting booked yo yeah because you might make a bad show now you just screw it for everybody that part and yeah you're right most people do make these things straight out straight off of ego or straight off of hurt and it's like yeah there's a lot that goes into running a good show man as far as talent and off the stage on and off the stage you know i respect people i've seen that do shows now where they just they, they run there they have a show but all they do is host it they just come in and host it that's yeah. it they're like no i got producers that book it and all that so you ain't got to flood me yeah with all that they can curate the show i trust them they got the track record to know this is gonna make a good show yeah you know what I'm saying? And so people getting mad at that out here. Like, that's the advice with stand-up. I wish I'd, I'm, you know, I tell everybody, Chicago, we didn't have bringer mics. We didn't have pay-to-play mics. You know what? No one outside of, of L.A. has those things. People try to say New York got them up and down, but I'm like, nah, son. I know people who go to all type of mics, they ain't paying all day, every day. That part, that part. But let's go ahead and wrap it up real quick, real quick, before we play the final of the final. Hey, Jay, tell the people where they can find you at. Absolutely. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Mr. J Washington, M-R-J-A-Y. You should know how to spell Washington, the Mad Titan podcast. Everywhere you get your podcast from, I get you caught up on all the things happening in the Marvel and DC live action cinematic universes. It is Barbershop Talk for Nerds. Come on in the convo and catch me on Rogue Theory every now and then with the new rock stars over on YouTube. Oh, and there it is. If you didn't catch all that rewind, play it again. You can go ahead and find my friend. Please be sure to check out fm.comedyplug to follow us on Instagram. Shout out to Lee Waddell, the producer in the building in the back that keeps the brother on track. And you can check her out on Maven Content Creations on IG. All the music you heard is in the link in the bio. Just go ahead and clean that and of course i'll see you again next week my friends without further ado oh have a good one american ceo or an italian cruise ship captain you save yourself fuck that that captain got off the ship i fell into the lifeboat and then and then it made it to my house and i had dinner and i fell asleep one of the passengers uh he was uh married and he gave his life vest so his wife could live and women were, oh, that is so romantic. That is, that's loving and wonderful. And my wife was like, I'm sure she loves him just as much. Oh yeah, oh yeah. How come they didn't flip a coin for it then? I'm, they could at least play rock, paper, scissors, somebody. I'm not, of course I love my wife and I would die for her. I just wouldn't do it happily. I would talk a little shit. <laughs> if I'm a drown, you're going to hear from me, goddammit. Let, let me talk to the kids. You know you, you, your daddy got to die because your mom wouldn't take swimming lessons. She didn't want to fuck up her hair, so... Uh, 
Well, I guess I'm out of here. I would be mean, too. I'm not just gonna die. I'm gonna give you something to think about, shit. I'd be saying all kind of mean shit. Boo, I should have fucked your sister. Oh, oh. Things we used to be able to count on, we can't count anymore. When we were growing up, they said, if you want to be a positive member of society, you go to church, you play sports, and you go to school. Now, between Penn State, Syracuse, and Catholic priests, I'm gonna take my chances on the streets. With the dope dealers and the hoes. Because when a dope dealer try to fuck me, it's just out some money. Remember, there was a 13-year-old dude in Syracuse, he was a ball boy, said he was molested from the time he was 13 till 28. Now, I ain't no fucking mathematician. <laughs> but if you getting fucked at 28, you got a boyfriend. That's all the fuck I'm saying. That's... Can't even tell jokes no more. My man Tracy Morgan told a joke about gay people. Almost cost him his job. That's fucking ridiculous. And that's amazing, because gay people can take a dick, but the joke is out of the question, huh? Just... <laughs> that hurt, and...